This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week. It's always a good thing, though, because we can make fun of him for an entire That's hour. That's right. He's so, probably cleaning a fish somewhere. Right, but he's listening to us cringing. <laughs> yeah. so, all right, uh, the 4th of July is now in the rearview mirror, but the summer and summer heat is not going anywhere soon. Unfortunately, it's time to tackle those outside projects before the heat index uh, says otherwise. So today we're going to uh, ready. We're ready to share some advice about your home improvement projects and check out a list of uh, tasks every new homeowner should do after completing the sale, and that's a big deal. Um, of course, you can join the conversation with us by calling eight seven seven MPB ring. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit one hundred one mpbonline.org. How you doing, Pam? I'm awesome this morning. I um I had a really good fourth. Had a had a lot of fun. What did you do for four? Well, I did a little bit of everything. I did some swim swimming pool time and um, barbecue now, time. You mean you spent time in the swimming pool, spent, or you made a swimming no, pool? No, I, I actually got in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got in and um, just had a blast. I was able to do that and not get sunburned, which is a big deal for How me. do you do that? Well, you wear I, I wear one of those sun shirts because I'm a delicate flower. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I will burn to a crisp yeah. in, out in the sun. And um, so I did that, and then we had a barbecue and had some folks over, so that was fun. And then I got into my, well, let me just say this, the end of my weekend involved a daiquiri. A daiquiri? Yeah. So, okay, is this is the <laughs> fix it show going to be how to fix a daiquiri? Or? Well, I've never I've, I, I did it in my new blender you oh, know, that yeah. I talked the about. The one that you fixed. Mm-hmm. The the blender that I fixed. And Pammy's a lightweight, so one put her under the table. Well, you know what? When you say one, you don't say how big that one no, is. No, it was not. It was tiny. I do not do uh, alcoholic beverages well. <laughs> So I had to get my projects in before because I promised some friends we would try out the blender with the daiquiri. Right. So I thought I better do this before the daiquiri. Are you telling me this is your DIY project this week? Yeah. Was making a daiquiri? Was making a daiquiri. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had to YouTube it because I had no idea. No way. <laughs> That's the same thing I did on my dryer, trying to replace the, uh, the the heater thing. Well, I just read the directions on the little can, and that helped. <laughs> read the directions. <laughs> this isn't that kind of show. Okay, but let me talk about my little trick. Okay, yeah, do that. Okay, so we had down at the pond, we have, we once we closed on that um, property about a year ago, we had a whole house water shut off put right at the house and it's in the wall right at the house which is awesome here in the south we don't have whole house water shutoffs in our older properties Mm -hmm. it's just you have to go to the meter and if you want to know how to turn that off you can go to my youtube channel and inspect it like a girl youtube channel it shows you how to turn the water off right up north you have to have a whole house shut off inside the house because when it snows you can't find the meter 
in the yard. Oh. So that's the reason up north you've got a lever in your house. Uh-huh. Well, what we did is we put a lever in the wall, mm-hmm. and it's in the front porch wall. We It's put on the outside because we don't have a lot of snow here in Mississippi. Right. <laughs> So when they were putting it in, when the plumber was putting it in, I said, can you leave me a stem? I want to put a faucet, a water faucet on the front porch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's because the only one we had was on the back side of the house, and you have to throw the hose over the fence every time you right. want to wash off the Polaris or anything like that. So, uh, yes, uh, this weekend was the day that my friend Dana and I tackled this project. Right. So the stem was on a PEX line. Uh-huh. And the problem with that, folks, Pex, by the way, is a is a kind of flexible, modern, flexible plumbing line that is used now instead of like copper and stuff. Right. right. And so it was a male plumber. <laughs> OK, very strong. Where is this fella. going? But whatever. Well, he's just, you know, men are just stronger than women whenever it comes to. So we have to be creative in how we approach projects that right. caught that we need to use a little bit of torque right. or strength. Mm-hmm. So you cannot, with a PEX line, you can't just put a wrench on it and take the cap off. No. You'll rip the PEX line right off, and now you got a big old problem. Right. Okay? So we had to problem solve that. So we took a pipe wrench. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to explain this. We took a pipe wrench because the stem was close to the wall. Right. We put the pipe wrench on the fitting on mm-hmm. the PEX line, and that PEX, the pipe wrench was close to a wall, so we took a long screw and put it through the hole at the end of the handle Okay. on the pipe wrench. I follow you. So now the pipe wrench ain't moving. Right. So it's held in place, and it's holding that PEX line in place. Gotcha. Okay? Oh. Then, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I wasn't, because we tried. Dana was trying to screw it off, and I was trying to hold it in place, and I was like, "This is just not going to work." Folks, so that you know, and and um, you know, you might hear that word "pecs" when you hear people talking about plumbing, but one of the interesting things with pecs is that they have uh, specific tools, wrenches that people use to put the pecs lines together. To yeah, it's a crimping tool. It's a crimping tool, and and it is not made for a human hand to get that off again once yeah. it's been crimped down. Once it's crimped in. But what they had done is they had, we didn't need a crimping tool. We needed, they had put the pecs line and then crimped on the end um. a... Uh, something for us to screw that faucet on and then they capped it oh okay i got you so we're trying to get the cap off (laughs) (laughs) and i just wasn't strong enough to hold that pex line in place so that's where the pipe wrench comes into place turned the water off before you got the Uh, cap off yes and the beautiful thing about this is that the water was turned off right beneath where this line was oh nice so it was just right there instead of us having to go across the pond to the street to turn it off to add our faucet right which that was kind of the reason we added this is that the faucet was leaking in the wall to begin with back, you know, eight months ago. So right. I had a plumber come in and, you know, fix all of that. So we were able to get the cap off. And then from that point forward, we just had all the pieces and we added a faucet. Okay. 
That's so pretty cool. Fix, th- what we have to do as women, and the reason I wanted to share that is that we're always having to think of ways to handle things and to because we're not as strong as you fellas. Not with brute force. No, right. no. And so once we were able to hold that pipe wrench in place, so you've mm. got to be creative, ladies. You have to think of ways that you can accomplish the things. The screw through the handle thing was pretty genius. Yeah, yeah. So it held that pipe wrench right in place. So that was my project. And that was before the daiquiri, because after the daiquiri, that was never it would've, we would have had a huge leak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, if you want to get your call on to ask about your project, it's 877 m PB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email that I wanted to get to today that just, that just, you know, usually I have something to, to talk about, uh, that I did this weekend while I went on vacation. This you weekend. didn't do anything. I didn't did do you? anything that you cared about hearing. <laughs> so, but I did get this great email here that said, okay. Um, I retired from a 45 year railroad career at the end of 2019 and started a pollinator habitat to fulfill a passion for gardening. I listen to your show each week, usually twice a week, since I also listen on Saturday, while working on my one-acre habitat and have gained confidence in trying my hand at things I would have hired someone to do before. Oh, awesome. My 20-year-old lakeside deck needed to be replaced. I got a bid where the contractor said he would charge 1000 to remove it before placing it. I thought, how hard can it be to deconstruct the deck? This weekend, I began. I've been able to salvage some of the decking for a community garden shed deck. Nice. And will use the remainder of the decking for walkways in my pollinator habitat. The posts will be used for new bird houses and bee houses, as well as some decorative fencing. I power washed all of the salvageable stuff yesterday, and I feel great. Thank you so much for passing on knowledge and confidence to me to try to do things I would never have considered. And thank you, MPB, for producing a great show like Fix It 101 and all other weekday morning shows. Jane in Richmond, or Raymond. Yay, Jane. Way to go, Jane. Now, let me give you some advice on on all that wood. Yes. And I was actually talking with my friend uh, Dana about this. Mm -hmm. When I deconstructed my deck, Uh the same situation, and I salvaged some of the wood, I took that wood down to, because I had a lot of area. It sounds like Jane does, too. Right. Get build you some little, um, and you can do these little stands. I took cinder blocks and and put two by fours between it, and then laid the wood on top of that. Right. I let it dry out. So give it, you know, which may be tough right now because it's raining a lot. Right. <laughs> but as soon as you know that it's like when it's a hundred million degrees outside and it's dry. Right. Now treat it, and you remember Jeff says treat it. On all six sides. Correct. So you want you want paint on every all six sides of the board. And I know when you say six sides, there aren't six sides. There are two. No, there, there are, are six. six. Right. Yeah, because you got the top, the bottom, the left, the right, and the ends. Right. And two ends. Or correct. And you may not want to paint that, but you could at least put a clear poly on it. Yeah. And when it's laid out like that, whenever and I had mine like it was probably I don't know, 25 feet long Mm -hmm. of just boards, then I was able to take a roller and Uh some poly and I rolled one side and then I walked away and did something else. Right. And then I let it dry for a couple of days. And then I went back and flipped it all over and rolled it. Oh, cool. And waited a couple of days because I'm not in a hurry. Right. 
you know, and that's the thing I think happens with folks is that a lot of times those those of us who are weekend warriors <laughs> get on the weekend. Well, we got the weekend. You, you got, got to finish it before Sunday at like five. Yeah, before, and you're yeah. in a hurry. And boy, have I gotten myself in trouble when I'm in a hurry. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, also, also something I, I would like to pass on about that. If you're painting outside right now where it's 130 percent humidity, it's going to take, take a minute for that paint to dry. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That right. humidity is high. But thanks, right. Jane. What an awesome email. I know. Isn't that cool? It's mm-hmm. very nice. Um, so, look, it's time for us to take our first break for the hour. I want to hear our first call for the hour come in at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And when we return, we'll share some of your top things every new homeowner should do while settling into their new residence. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, who's out this week, uh, right now, cleaning Red Snapper, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he's on the boat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Jason, I have to put this out there. Okay. Because you just gave the phone number. Right. And I know our listeners are very helpful when we ask for help. Uh-huh. Because we are in our brand new studio this morning. We are. And we need a test call. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we yeah. A, we need an actual live caller test to make call. sure that our phone, phone systems works. are right, working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you have a, a DIY question, go ahead and come through and uh, give us our first call. You'll be like a, a trivia I tell uh, you question what, answer. Whoever our first call is, I'll give them an Inspect It Like a Girl t-shirt. How about that? Uh, there right, you go. There so now go. you got to write down a name, Java. Yeah. So, let's get them. All yeah. right. <laughs> so we wanted to talk. A recent study revealed that four. of first-time home uh, buyers felt nervous during the entire process. It's nerve-wracking. If you've not bought a house before... It, you remember you remember that giant spiral notebook that you had like in sixth grade that was all the way full? That's how many pieces of paper you're going to sign before this is when over. When you go to that closing. Yeah, My if you thought gosh. you were stressed before. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so, so, but uh, after the process is over, there's a few suggestions that every new home buyer really needs to consider. And we got this list from uh, one of our favorite places, Family Handyman. They've got so much cool stuff there. By the way, the phone's just lit up. You're giving away a lot of T-shirts. <laughs> anyway, um, one of the things that you've mentioned so many times when you're talking about when you first get this and that you put on your inspection reports where is the gas and the water shutoff valves? Where so are they? So important. So important. And if you need to know it before you need to know it. And and I tell you, folks, if if also just looking at it to see if it's there is not exactly um, uh, all you need to do. If you say, okay, there's my water, water shutoff valve. Um, is there a tool that you might need to turn that off in a pinch? If that is the case, go get it. Actually, there is a tool 
that uh, a lot of people do not have. And it's just this little T-bar looking mm-hmm. thing with a little groove on the end right and and you know they're they're inexpensive just pieces of steel that they help you turn your water on and off in your yard let me tell you something that's funny that happens at because we we've been doing this for years is putting where the shutoffs are for your gas and your water in new construction i can't tell you how many times we'll go out there and look for that water meter mm-hmm. and it's been covered with sod Yes, yes. We oh, have great. no idea <laughs> where the meter is. Where the meter is. So, um, or I, I did an inspection the other day, very, very nice home, and couldn't find the water meter. And that house was built in 17. And I, my guess is that it's under all the mulch oh, wow. and the landscaping. Oh, no. And you can call your local municipality right. or your water company, and they'll come out and do a locate mm-hmm. on, for you on that. And then <laughs> I call your landscaper and fire him. Yeah. Well, it happens. It okay. just it just happens through the years, you know, you just you don't think about it. Another thing that'll happen when you pull the, the cover off of that meter is that it might be full of water or mud. Ooh. Mine yep. was even when I was doing the video mm-hmm. on the Inspect It Like a Girl YouTube channel on how to turn it off. Um, when I opened up my meter base, it was full of mud. You couldn't get to the valve. Oh goodness. So if you're a new homeowner, that's one of the first things I would do yes, is, yes. is check check that. It and may save you lots of money later. Yeah. All right. So we're going to have to take one of these calls here that, uh, that they've called in about. Uh, a, a T-shirt. <laughs> right. But let's see. Um, Warren is on the road. Warren, are you with us this morning? I am. Am I the first caller, by the way? You're caller number one. And you get a T-shirt. Right. How about that? <laughs> do you actually have a, uh, a, a DIY question or are you just hot for a T-shirt this morning? <laughs> uh, no, I do. Uh, I wanted to ask him what's a good company for air conditioning, yard cleaning. Yeah, I've been owning the house since 99. Mm-hmm. It was built in 93, and I've never had those things. and wanted to see if... Uh, they knew a company that does this? I would love to recommend a specific company, but it won't. Um, well, let me tell you where I would start. Okay. Because right? I think that's an excellent thought. Um, what you want to do is you want to wait until the fall or the winter when mm-hmm. the heat and air guys are sitting in the warehouse smoking cigarettes and playing cards. Right. Because <laughs> now gotcha. they okay. are busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it's 104 out, you're they, gonna pay prime you can't find one. On that. Right. And then what you want to do is cleaning your ductwork is of no value if it's not sealed up. Mm-hmm. So okay. what I would do is if you have, and I've actually headed to a house after the show to check for someone um for this very same thing, you can check to see if your ductwork is sealed up by simply taking an X-Acto knife and cutting some of the insulation off till you mm-hmm. get to a seam. And if you get to a metal seam and mm-hmm. all you see is the metal seam and a screw, then it's not sealed because okay. that is not going to be an airtight situation. And that's why the ducts get dirty. Also, okay. if your return is not sealed... So where it's mm-hmm. pulling that air in, where where's the return in your house, Warren? Uh, it's in the closet. Um, when you have a coil and blower there. Right. The so where's the air getting sucked into the system? Is it com- coming in at the, beneath that closet? 
Yeah. Okay, uh, awesome. Yeah. If you pull down your register and pull out your um, filter. filter, thank you. You could tell. Uh, Jason was like, okay, she's going blank on filter. Yeah. <laughs> and you pull out your filter and you look up in there, and if it's dirty underneath there, then you've got a problem with your return pulling in negative air um, somewhere. So you can actually seal that up with great foam. Just get down okay. there and just go to town and so you vacuum it out, clean it out real good, and then seal up that area. And that will help if you don't do that and then you pay a lot of money to get your ductwork cleaned. You've just wasted a lot of money because it's oh, just gotcha. going to get dirty again. Right. right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, and as well, far as as far as company, uh, Warren, don't go anywhere. Uh, you got to stay on the line because yeah, we need to line. keep your keep. We got to get your info. But I did want to say, Warren, if uh, uh, the AC companies do this, this is an AC company kind of uh, job. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, make sure to get yourself a a licensed contractor. You've seen that name before, maybe, and uh, and check on the background. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, any of them, either they'll do it or they'll give you the name of a company that will do it. But I just can't stress enough, you can get your ductwork clean, folks, but if you don't seal it up, you just wasted a lot of money. Okay. Right, okay, and wait till October. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, wait till it cools off a little bit because you'll get better work. Right. Because these folks are having to work in unconditioned spaces, either under a house or up in an attic. In an attic in 132 degrees. It's just a lot to ask. For them right. to do a good job in that kind of condition. Right. 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 Okay. All right. Thanks, well, thank Warren. So Hang on just a second on the line. We're going to get some information from you. First, I want to go to, uh, or real quick, I want to go to Mikey Immobile. Hey, Mikey, hadn't heard from you in a minute. What's going on? Hey, I hadn't heard from you in a minute either. And, I, well, I listen to you all the time, though. Okay. Okay. And I'm grateful. Grateful for that, man. Um, uh, the the plumbing stuff that you're talking about, I'm just about to go out and do that because, well, it's a complicated story. But I have my water key, and I want to suggest to anybody that's going to have to be going out and turning it on so that you have actual running water to the house <laughs> to also take a garden trowel. <laughs> you oh, know, because yeah. When you- because when you get out there to, and wear gloves, <laughs> gloves. <laughs> she's talking. Yeah. You know, what is she talking about, folks? Is taking that cap off of that uh, water valve for the first time, the one that's in your yard that you try to try to mow over but don't break. You know, so that one you pull. Or the, the trucks that have been driving by have you know have right. already done stuff too right um, but you pull that yeah. off and there's the valve and what but one of the things uh, i think mikey you're mentioning a trowel because those things get full of mud sometimes and, or if and you critters. Don't have a trowel, <laughs> if you don't have a trowel use something from your kitchen if you have to right yeah, i yeah. mean you know like make it up as you go along i mean that's why it is diy right 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 um, uh, a spatula, even, you know, something that you're not going to use for food again. One of the kids, you know, um, sand making toys. Right. You know? right. Whatever, whatever you got, you know, um, take a bottle, a plastic bottle and cut it down, you know, and you'd be surprised oh, yeah. at how much you can dig out with that. Right. And hopefully you shouldn't have to dig out a lot. But if no one's seen that water line in, in a minute, it, you might you have no idea. In other words, if that water line has been going great, there's been no problems and no reason to turn it off, say, for even years. I have no idea what's going on in that box. If you've got 
big trees that dump a bottle, a bunch of leaves. Over. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Thank All right. you. Well, Thank you for everything. And I want a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> check with us next week. Well, next time we give out a shirt. Yeah, yeah. We'll, check with us then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Incentive to listen okay. next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Timothy's on the line in Louisiana. Is this off the grid, Timothy? How's it going, y'all? Hey, man, yeah, how are you doing? Boy, it's you good like to hear from you. There? I, I do. It's fun. Uh, right. Java made it with his own hands, so I'm just sitting here I'm, running around in it. That's groovy. Yeah. Um, I'm up, I've just upgraded my laser for my cut woodworking system. Okay, oh. nice. Um, yeah. I'm really pleased with that, you know. I know if, I if you don't. Through, go ahead. I can cut through uh, 10 millimeter plywood in one pass. Oh wow! wow. With, I'm jealous. You know, uh, with the laser kerf, the the kerf, yes, the kerf is only uh, two tenths of a millimeter. Wow! Uh, so it's it's tiny, you know. Wow, that's the, kind the, of precision. The material is is zero, you know, practically. It's interesting. You know? I don't know if I know of anyone else who cuts wood with lasers. Well, you need to get out more. Right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Timothy. Yeah, if I had one and of it, those in my shop, I'd hurt myself. <laughs> I'd probably leave it on and walk through it. <laughs> got to wear the glasses. you got to wear the glasses. Yeah, I was going to say, it. all the safety equipment right. that you would need for something like that. All right, no, thanks, just, Timothy. It, really, all you got to do is have glasses. But, right. I, 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 you know, the, the, the trick is to... And I'm running all this off of solar power, so um, I'm really digging it, you know? Okay. And as far as your your water situation there, i got to tell you that I, I did tested my water when I moved here. Mm-hmm. I took samples of both the bayou water and the community water coming in on the pipes. Uh-huh. I sent them out to a friend, and she says, called me up, and she says, Timothy, don't eat the fish out of the bayou and don't do anything but shower. With the water? The, yeah, she's wow. there's atrazine, simazine, glycosate. You know, I live in a farming community. Oh, yeah. So what you put on the runoff. land filters down into the water. Right. Yeah, runoff. Right. Okay. Do you have well water? Have you th- considered that? No, I don't. I, you know what I do is I capture water off of the barn and run it through filter systems. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, I mean, it's all passive. It's no, 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 no nothing required to right. run it, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, Thanks, Timothy. We're going to move on. Just that the systems that that guy comes up with. I know. uh, Now cutting wood with lasers. Mm -hmm. Um, We still got to do a show with Timothy Java. We got to get along to that. Uh, (laughs) Another thing I wanted to mention before we go to break is we were talking about things to do when you first get into your home. Um, I, I can't believe someone wouldn't do this, but I guess you should mention it. a new homeowner should change the locks immediately. And the locks that are on the home that you bought, you don't know how many copies of keys are out there in the world that people have to your home. Right. Yeah. So. And and a lot of folks don't even think about that. Um, I actually and we've talked about this before. I mm-hmm. came in and put a keyless lock. Right. On my door. So it's right. and it'll hook up to Alexa or mm-hmm. you know all this other stuff. I don't have that, right? But I do like having a keyless lock because that way I don't have to juggle my keys while I'm trying to get my groceries in the door. Right. <laughs> well, you know, just any other lock, but do not use the lock that was there from the previous homeowner. 
Because like I said, that guy has given the key to someone to like water his plants one time, one time to take care of the dog. And there's 50 keys out there. Oh, yeah. They're floating all over the place. And it's not that hard. And I think what I love now, I saw this. You can go to the big box store and getting Mm -hmm. keys made is just nothing. Well, and they have a machine that you stick the key in. This is what I've done. You can go to uh, a, a local hardware or box store, and you can get as many of the things that you need, see, like doorknobs, uh, keyed, all that other stuff. And you can take all of those, say, like, okay, I have 17 doorknobs for my home, and I need them all keyed the same. And you set them up on the counter, and they'll do that. Yeah. And and that way you have one key for everything, if that's the way you want to do it. Or or two keys, one maybe for a, a deadbolt or something, you know. But they'll key it any way you want. And they usually don't charge, you know, but... You know, bug or two to, you know, do that. Right. And if you're in an older home, something that I would suggest, I actually did this at my place, is if you've got a bolt lock that is key operated from the inside of your house, consider changing that out to a thumb lock so you don't need a key. To, to get out of your home? Right, to get out. It's just, it's a safety hazard. In new construction, they won't let you do that. They won't let you have a key. You, you have to have a thumb lock to right. open the bolt lock. And the reason that you want to do that, think about it, on your hardware itself, on your doorknob, on your mm-hmm. exterior doorknob. On the inside, usually there's either a button right. or something that you turn so you can easily open that door without using a key. Right. If you're in an emer- if there's an emergency, if there's a house fire, and it, you know most house fires are going to happen. I don't know. I'm I'm just this is conjecture. You're here. riffing. Yeah, yeah. I'm riffing. Uh, are in older homes, right. so you need to get out fast. Uh-huh. And if you've got a a lock that uh, uh, has to have a key, and you don't have that key to get out of the house, to get out of the house, now you got a situation. Right. Right. Okay. So. Um, Yikes, that is scary. Let's go ahead and do a break. It's time for us to take our next break for the hour. When we return, we're going to share some money-saving tips for your next remodel. Maybe, you know what, I am going to keep on this for a minute, though. I love this topic, so uh, let's keep doing that. Also, I've got some uh, emails coming up, and Mike's on the line in Tupelo. Don't go anywhere, Mike. We'll get you in just a second. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspected at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is eating fish. Yeah, he's... On vacation. Yeah, on a boat somewhere. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay, Mike is on the line in Tupelo. What's going on, Mike? You with us? Hey, Mike. 
<laughs> I hear you. There you go. You got to come towards the phone, man. Sorry. You know, never walk away from the phone when important people are waiting on were you. Were you gardening or just? No, I'm talking to my air conditioning service guy. Uh, one more thing to take care of is actually um, uh, preemptive service on air conditioners. Uh, oh, look at yes. you, smart man. Amen. <clears throat> anyway, my question this morning is about we're doing a remodel on a small bathroom. We need to do a walk-in shower stall with a, you know, just a low pan. Not a not a roll-in one, but uh, a regular pan. Anyway, we're looking at different wall materials, and it's got to be a kit because we got to the da- doorways are very narrow, and we're going to have to bring it in in pieces rather than a full setup. Anyway, we've been looking at one that uses um, laminate wall panels uh, that are over high-pressure laminate over marine grade plywood, and I wanted to see if you've had any experience with that. Oh, uh, we, we've lost we've that cost Yeah, but he's talking about a laminate over his... Uh, a marine wood. Or, right. Or wood that's been uh, protected for marine use. You know, this is really a good Jeff question, but let me let me just say, it almost, it reminds me of our air conditioning question. Um, if you don't take care of what you don't see, you're going to see something you don't want to see. <laughs> so whatever you put under that product is more important to me than what you're going to put for the pretty. So, so you're talking about say maybe backer board and yeah, your substrate needs to be the green board. Uh-huh. Um, and then when, when they were building my shower and this has been 15 years ago, um, I watched them come in with the, you know, waterproof board mm-hmm. And then they came in, and they actually, on the seams, came in and put uh, a black product on it. Mm-hmm. Because, Is that like and, a tar and, product? Yeah. And, and today there are just some awesome systems out there that right. you the can use. System. The Schluter is yeah. really the top, top daddy right now. Right. But it really, your pretty is not, and, and that's what everybody wants, is they want something that's going to, what the, what they think is going to look good. The pretty is not functional. Yes. Your shower should actually hold water before you put the pretty up. Yeah, before you put tile on the wall or anything like that. And that rubber pan that goes at the base, if you're fabricating, and, and I don't, I can't speak to Schluter because I haven't actually watched that, but the rubber pan, which is the way that they've done uh-huh. these in the past, the biggest mistake that I see people make mm-hmm. is that the pan, you're trying to take a flat rubber product right. and configure it to a square that is three-dimensional. And when you do that, to fold that product over that curb, mm-hmm. I've seen people take uh. an X-Acto knife <laughs> and try to cut, and then they'll just take a little nail. And, well, now you've just created a leak. Right. And it may not leak in a year. It may not. Matter of fact, I, have a, a situa- I had a situation years ago in a brand-new upscale neighborhood where they had a series of shower pans that were leaking, like one after another. Well, when the homes were first moved into and the inspections were done, they didn't leak. And it's because whenever the house was new and they had put the tile up, even though they had not put the pan in correctly, Mm -hmm. they sealed that tile. Well, when you seal the tile in the grout, you keep the water from penetrating that grout. 
So the water was all directed to the drain. Right. But when you use that shower, Mm -hmm. as we do, the sealer uh, evaporates or goes away. And now, the, because the shower... Yeah, over time. Yeah. And, the and tile, now the grout is porous. And, yeah, and, which the, the grout is supposed to be porous. Right. You're supposed to let water, believe it or not, the water's supposed to go through that grout down to the mud bath that was put in over the pan mm-hmm. and then directed towards the shower drain. Right. Well, if any of that isn't done right, you're going to have a situation. And that's what happened with this neighborhood is that... Whoever built the showers just sealed the heck out of everything. And 18 months later, everybody in the neighborhood where that particular person had worked Mm -hmm. had leaks. Wow. Wow. That's pretty bad that you can follow that to a person. Yes. You could go to whoever that person was. And and this has been like five or six years ago. It's been a minute since all that happened. But I, we are so reticent of whenever we're doing home inspections to test the pan. Uh Uh-huh. If the pan is going to leak, I would prefer it leak on my watch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Instead of, you know, but if somebody sealed that shower up with that sealer, it doesn't leak the day that I test it. Right. Because it's not going through down to the pan itself. So back to our question, and he was talking about a product to put on top of you know he's talking about is pretty right i think you can use whatever you want to Mm -hmm. as long as it's designed for that purpose as long as you take care of what's underneath it yeah because it's what you don't see that will bite you right all right well um if you want to call it's 877 mpb ring 877-672-7464 I was talk we were talking a little bit earlier about that list and I just really like that that list of things that new homeowners should really consider when we were coming in. We were talking about a new homeowner changing their locks. They should find out where their water shutoff valve valves are. Um you should also take a look at your circuit breaker panel panel your electrical panel. And the reason for that is to find out where stuff is. Did the previous homeowner market was it correct? Uh, when you need to turn something on or off, or if your power goes off, anything, do you know that panel and how it works? So at least find it because yeah. sometimes in the older homes, they may be hidden in a closet somewhere or, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of yeah, stuff. And if it's in a closet, you've got a whole nother situation, but let's talk about what I want to, what I'm hearing you say that I think is awesome is one thing that you can do. If you've got a, if you're a new homeowner is find out where to reset all your GFI outlets. <laughs> And remember, we have to start from the bottom. GFI are like the the square outlets that have the test and reset. It's thing got on this it. little button on right, it. Right, that's the GFI. And so, a lot of times in in older homes, I would say anything in the eighties and nineties, somebody had this great idea that the outlets in the garage mm-hmm. are just regular outlets, and at the top of the circuit in the half bathroom is the GFI. Right. So if you lose power in your garage, let's say you're blowing something and you've got your blower plugged in and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it goes out, it's probably... Go hit the reset in the bathroom. Go hit the reset in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. We spend, you know, it's just funny. Somebody should follow me around on an inspection one day, but we spend so much time trying to figure out where those crazy things reset. Right. Because they will reset in the weirdest places. 
Well, if, and if you know where those outlets are, find them because when you run, if, if you all of a sudden notice one third of a room of power is out, that's what it is. It probably is. Or, <laughs> and it's a great time to do that before you move in. Because once you put all your stuff in there, trying to find these things is that much more difficult. But something else that could happen is that, and I think the hotter it gets, and we may get a phone call that can correct me on this, but I actually had a friend one time, she called me, she said, Pam, half my house is out. I don't have power to half my house. Huh. Yeah, it was the strangest thing. And so I went over and I looked everywhere. I went to the circuit box, nothing, you know, blah, 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 nothing was wrong. Well, it ended up, what the problem was, was that there was a leg out. Oh, I know that sounds ridiculous. I know the picture you have in your head is of a woman's leg out. Yeah, I guess, a woman but, has no leg. She's one-legged. Right, yeah. No, your house is one-legged. Right. And it means part of the power coming into your house has, for whatever reasons, and it could be with, you know, my goodness gracious, the lightning we had here yesterday. Right. It was scary. Pammy came off the ground a couple of times when it hit. But it can actually knock a leg out, and half your house will go off. So instead of calling an electrician, call report it to Entergy, because that's free. Or whomever your power company is. Right, whoever your power yeah. company is. But if you call an electrician, it's going to be $175 for them to tell you you lost a leg. Right. So I would start first with the electric company. And then if they say, oh, no, everything, we've done the test, everything coming in the house is fine, now you call the electrician. Okay. That sounds good. All right. We've got a uh, call on the line from Oxford. Jim's on. What's going on, Jim? Hey, Jim. Yo. Hey, hey. hey, man. Hey, it's not Jim. It's Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not Oxford. It's Orange Beach. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Our Jeff. Okay. I got you. All right, I'm looking at Charles the intern. I know he got me on that one. So. I missed one show, and y'all have already forgot about me. Right. No, no. We've already made fun of you several, several times. Several times. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of the new studio. At It looks wonderful. Doesn't it? I just wanted to uh, uh, say I wish I was there for the for the first show of the, of the new studio, but it really, really looks good. I can't wait to get back. You know, I gave door prizes to everyone who was going to be here on the very first day to do the show. I'm sorry you weren't here, dude. <laughs> I'll take yours, Jeff. Right. I'll, I'll, would you door prize it? Well, would you drop it off the house? Yeah, it was like one of those Grammy bags where it's worth about 100 grand, but it's cool. Uh, I guess I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't up any more time show show sounds good i'll see y'all uh uh hopefully next week all right thanks brother appreciate Enjoy. it have a good Bye. one Bye. all right number calls 877 mpb ring just like our friend jim from oxford uh or jeff or jeff from jeff from madison um <laughs> 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Got a quick um, uh, email here that I wanted to get to that I'm not sure if I remember. Uh, I was listening to an old podcast when you were talking about an electrical sensor that could be used to detect a leak by or near the washing machine. 
uh, and I know Jeff has mentioned this sensor before. What exactly is it called? Who's the manufacturer brand? How much is it? Where can I buy it? <laughs> so why are you asking that question on the day when the guy who's got the answer is on vacation? Uh, no, they said they're listening to the old. Well, um, I can't remember the brand of that offhand, but I do know that it was a uh, a moisture sensor for your uh, laundry room. Yeah, but he said it was electrical. Didn't you just read that question? It said that it was an electrical situation. Yeah, it was something that you plug in, and it has a little thing that goes down. To, it's It's got a moisture meter on it. Oh. Like a wire to a moisture meter. Oh, and it so tells you're trying you to find a link. Yeah, I must not have been here that day, but you can buy those. There, there are some um, moisture meter. We use them. And it's got a little probe on it. Where would you find that? Battery operated. Where would you find it? I think they've got them at the big box stores over in the. It's actually around the electrical equipment. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's a uh, the brand of the one that I used is a Delmhorst, but and I'll have to I'll look that up and get the spelling. But that's the most horrible name ever ever right but you can get if you've got a problem or you think you've got a leak the best way to find a leak around a washing machine in my humble opinion is to look at your floor trim and if your floor trim is puffy uh-huh you got a problem oh puffy's I, a problem puffy floor <laughs> trim okay yeah puffy floor trim okay. and you can actually uh this is a funny story so i, I have a friend who was having some water issues in her garage mm-hmm. And I went over there, and the floor. This is a sheetrocked garage with the floor trim at the base, and it's that material that's the press board, yeah. you know. And it was puffy. It's <laughs> like, well, yeah, you got a problem. There's, well, we couldn't figure out where it was coming from, so we took the floor trim off. Uh-huh. Okay, and then there was sheetrock behind that. I was like, well. Now we got a situation. Could you see no watermarks on it? Yes, we could see the watermarks, but we wanted to know kind of what was going, where is it exactly that it was coming in? So we took a sheetrock saw Uh and we cut off about four inches from the concrete floor Uh in the garage up and went in a straight line all the way down and come to find out that the underground gutter where everything was discharging was clogged up and it was backing up into the garage. Oh my gosh. So this was uh, almost a, a landscaping, uh, it was a landscaping gutter. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because, crazy that it would, that it would, uh, you know, I wouldn't even think to look at the landscaping if, if I was getting water in my garage. Oh gosh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was all going into a downspout that was going into a drain that was subsurface. Okay. okay. And then I was like, well, where does it come out? You know, if the water's going into a drain, it's got to come out to drain somewhere. So we started looking. It was in your garage. Yeah, it was. It didn't have an exit point. They had just buried it with no exit point. (laughs) Oh, that's genius. Yeah, so it's like the water's going to go on the ground and just disappear. Right. Well, no, it bubbled up and came into the garage. So what we did to, we had to problem solve this. So what we did is we went to Lowe's. You should have seen us. We bought 40 feet of that black spiral, you know, drain. Mm -hmm. Okay. And rerouted it. Now, when you cut the, when you cut the little holders on that spiral, uh-huh. you better get out of the way. Yeah, it boings. <laughs> it boings. So we're in the Lowe's parking lot trying to put this into the back of her Mercedes. All right? Right. 
Because okay. that's what we roll with. Yeah, that's DIY. what we put in. I said, yeah. you know, I could go home and get my pick. No, no, no. You don't need your pickup. We'll do it this way. I was like, okay. Okay. So we cut that thing, and it went boing and just opened <laughs> up in the parking lot. So now we're feeding it into the right. back, back into a spiral. It was really quite something in the the little guys over there came there. They were loading up somebody else, and they were standing there laughing at us for a while. And then they came over and helped us get it in there. Well, we right. took it back to the house. Uh-huh. We we disconnected the underground drain. All right. Mm-hmm. We connected our new drain that we could see. Right. And then we took that over to a discharge point. And the gully washer we had the other day, she had maybe a little bitty bit of water near the door. Okay. So right. that was what the problem was, wow. was that underground water drain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Water, 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 folks. That's your biggest problem. It's well, always water. Um, a couple of more things before before the show ends about this, um, uh, about what what new homeowners should do when they get there. And I know that you've suggested some of these to so many people. But one of the things that I like to do when I move in, and I've done this at almost every house, is I've just, I didn't even ask I know that they had been inspected and everything else, but there's only a few um, uh, uh, fire alarms and carbon monoxide alarms in the home anyway. I just replaced them all. I replay. I, I, it's not a. They're not that expensive to uh, to replace. Well, it's cheap compared to the alternative. Well, yes, yes, but I go. You know, because you don't know if that one. Did that one always work right? You can't know if it worked right or not, or if it's been taken care of, or if it's been painted over, or what. What just you know, for twenty eight bucks, you can get a new one, and away we go. Yeah, and whenever you're putting these things up, folks, if you would just get you a sharpie on the back side, put the date of whenever you put that up there. You know, the one that I got the last time to put them up had a date space on the outside mm-hmm. so that you could write it down and see how old that thing was. And see how because old it is. Because they do have a expiration time. It's about, what, seven years. Yeah, there are some new ones out there now that mm-hmm. have a 10-year battery. Right, right. Which I'm awesome. Next time I get mine, they didn't. I didn't right. know they had that one. I just replaced mine in 2019. Oh, okay. So um, you can actually get those. But the thing you have to remember about these alarms is that the alarm may work, but the sensor may not. Right. The sensor mechanism over the years can, well, you know, your home gets dirty over time. Things get uh, grammy on the inside. Yeah. So just because you push that button to test it doesn't mean it's working. Right. It's over? (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, fine. Java's <laughs> kicking us out. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman with help from Jermaine today. Our call screener was Charles the Intern for Pam Pibus and the Fishing Jeff Salmons. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.